This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to WIP Morning Show on a Monday morning in a uh, season uh, for the ages. The Philadelphia Eagles demolished the New York Giants last night at the Meadowlands, a rainy Meadowlands, and they are now 12-1. and one. And by my calculations, and I am not one of those analytics nerds from the ESPN. Is that so? I believe this is the first time in history the Eagles have been 12-1. and one. I believe they have never been 12-1 and one hmm. prior to this. <laughs> well, you didn't uh, look that up, did you, you? No, you did I not. I said to you... Uh, I have already, Maria, I'm not positive because I'm not Reuben Frank, but I dress better. <laughs> Here with us today is his partner of the postgame show, uh, Reuben Frank. That is Barrett Brooks. He's here today. Hi, Barrett. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going today? Well, I'm going to tell oh, you, yeah. I'm glad you asked me how it's going, yeah. Barrett. Here's how it's going. It may actually be going too well. That. <laughs> That right. may be the Barrett, case. <laughs> on, a, on a typical Eagles game, give and take close, I receive at RadioBand610 at gmail.com two to 300 emails. Right. Many of them, multiple emails from individuals who are highly frustrated. Are you ready to hear how many emails I received yesterday <laughs> during the entire game? Rhea, you want to take a guess? Five. Ten. Oh. I got 10 emails in three hours. I get more than that when I'm sleeping. And I'm telling you, people, this city is struggling to figure out what to do with the team so good that it's almost, almost, not not for me, by the way. I'm not speaking for myself. There's only one thing I care about, and that's winning. Mm -hmm. And what's happening right now is beyond great. I, got, I love it. Ange, I got I news for it. you. This, I love it. This team, and I knock on wood every time I say it, yep. this may be the greatest Eagles team ever. Yes. Wow. Ever. Yes. yes. By wow. the way, 2004, they were 12 and 1. The year they, they went to the Super Bowl. No. Yes. They were, they were 13 and 1. Oh, two, 2004. 2004. Yes. The other Super Bowl. Yes. yes. But wasn't McNabb the quarterback? I believe he that was. That doesn't count. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Number Listen five will him. always love you. Listen to him at four today, and you'll hear more from that jackass. Right, but, no, let me get back. Let me refocus here for a second, because what happened yesterday, here's the best way I can You know the picture that you should take out of yesterday's game? The photo, the, the shot of Jeff Lurie in the luxury box in the rain <laughs> in the Meadowlands with six minutes to go in the game, you would have thought they were losing by 30 instead of winning by 30. I said to Rhea, you, somebody, you, not, is it, you yeah, look depressed. I said it to you, and I said, somebody should tell them 
They're ahead. No, he, <laughs> Barrett, you saw it, right? Did you guys talk about it at the postgame show? No, no. We were too busy, you know, just, just on and on and how good they are. You know, All right, so. you got one assignment today. <laughs> By 9 o'clock, Brooks, I need you to take your former partner, who's going to be sitting across from you right here, set joiner, and find things we can bitch about. Because it's not easy right now. We did it for six and a half years, so yeah. I'll I know you did. <laughs> the guy's a master at pitching. I don't know what he's going to do when he gets here at nine. I do know this. At 7.30, when Nick Sirianni checks in with us, he will be pretty happy. He was uh, really great yesterday. He was even talking about his dad and, and emotion. It was all great. But anyway, let me start by just taking you through the game because there's not that much I need to say. It was over very quickly, and there was never much doubt. Here is a montage of the big plays by Marilyn Mike. Handoff, Sanders, Sanders, touchdown! Touchdown number nine on the season. On fourth down, Hurts back again. He's floating it for Devontae Smith, who makes the catch. The Giants miss, and he walks into the end zone. Oh, the my Giants goodness. gambled, flat out missed him. The Eagles 14, New York nothing. He is going deep, it is caught. A.J. Brown, touchdown! The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. Hurts is back. He's going to run. He comes to the five. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. This is just smart quarterback. He breaks away at the 35-30, 25 15-10-5. Sanders, touchdown. Wow. Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? How about yeah, that? Listen, this offensive line, they're so good. They block so well. Back again goes Tyrod Taylor. He steps up. He's hit. He's sacked. They got him, and the football comes loose, and the Eagles recover. Brandon Graham. This is this is a shellacking handoff. Boston Scott falls forward and touchdown Boston Scott. Final score. The Eagles 48. The New York Giants 22. I can't wait to hear people tomorrow tell us that the Cowboys are really the best team in the NFC. Sure, that's what they're going to say. Let them say that. And by the way, that ESPN <laughs> foolishness. Yes became a rallying point for the Eagles. Yep. Mm-hmm. As I'm going to tell you what happened. In the end, the, the when they were coming off the field, uh, Brandon Graham, having one of the best games of his long career, yelled out, bleep them. <laughs> and you knew he was talking about. And Hassan Reddick yelled, how, 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 how could they do this? And, and they used it. And good, that's good right for Barrett. There is no sequence of numbers by a group of analytics nerds that would be able to tell you that the Cowboys have a better chance to go to the Super Bowl than the Eagles. You look at the eye test, it's just, it's just not possible the for you to say test. that. The eye test. Watch yeah. the game. Exactly. I mean, tell me where they're lacking at. You know, you could say special oh. teams, but they're starting to work now too. Yep. You look at the eye test, you look at what they're doing, you look how successful they are, look at the categories in which they're leading in as, you know, top 10 in. You can't say that any team in the NFL is even close to holding anything towards them. And this Miles Sanders thing, he finally got to 1,000 yards. Should have done. Rhea and I will tell you if you want something to bitch about. Yes. We wanted him to run the ball more yesterday. I was uncomfortable with how often Jalen was running. We have <laughs> wanted him. Let me make this as clear as I can. We have wanted Sanders to run the ball more every single game, and they're <laughs> yes. 12 and 1, and we keep going, run the ball. He's terrific. And, and they lost their punter because they didn't. And, and, and I'll get to that. That's the only thing I really got to bitch about. One other thing I will say about yep. him before the season, remember we talked to Brian Westbrook yep. and we asked about the fact that he wasn't blocking a lot as yep. a back and it's all about one. 
He blocks a lot now. He oh, does. I know he does. does. Well. And, but but uh, Barrett Brooks will be the first to tell you that that offensive line <laughs> loves to run block. <laughs> yes. They I mean, yeah. love it, right? You're going forward instead of backwards, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and here, yeah. let, let me just let you hear the milestone run by Sanders yesterday. Hurts pitches out. Sanders has the first down and more. He's got 1,000 yards for the season, and he takes it almost to the 20s. He ended up with 144 yards yes. yesterday. Career high. And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, he had 143 two weeks ago. Yeah. But they're not even giving him the bo- – he's averaging 5.2 yards a carry. Last year, 5.5. The year before, 5.3. Merrill was saying yesterday that on plays that did not work, he was getting four yards. <laughs> yes. He was saying, he was saying, just give him the ball. This guy gets you yards almost all the time. Use him more. So, see, I'm, I'm trying to find things to bitch about. It's very yes. hard. Yes. All right, but anyway, let me get to uh, some of the comments in the locker room because they also uh, are really fun to listen to. Uh, Nick Sirianni made it clear at 12-1. I can't even think about what he's actually thinking. His father's a football coach. His brother's a football coach. None of them, none of them have ever been 12-1. and one. And now he's 12-1 and one in his second year as an NFL coach, and he said, pay no attention. This means nothing. It's, it's just the way we go about business here. Um, and so there's nobody that's content with anything because we haven't done anything yet. All right. And so um, our, our job is to get ready and, and go win this game this week and forget about what's happened in the past. And we, we're, we're, we're going out there to play a good opponent this week. And, and how do we win that game? Suddenly, after some doubts early on in his tenure here, I, I look upon Nick Sirianni now as a football sage. <laughs> Every word he says now, I think, should be uh, put in a tablet and sent it here. The guy, I mean, honestly, the 12 and 1, it, other than being highly emotional on the sideline and getting excited when they score touchdowns, do you see anything from the guy after the game? Nothing. Calm. Calm, Two just guys. like his quarterback. Yeah. His quarterback's the did same you, way. Did you see the cut on the sidelines where I think it was Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are yucking it up? And right next to them is Hertz just staring yeah. straight Stone at him. Stone face. Yeah. was telling me that before, right? I mean, they, yeah, just... not, no, he doesn't care. Until they win a Super Bowl, he's not going to smile. Absolutely. You'll see him, you know, clown around then. But right. he's got his goal. He's got where, his, where he's supposed to be at. And uh, he's not happy until he gets there. And uh, Hertz, uh, here's what he had to say about why they got to go a lot further. I know the preparation that we put in. I know how we prepare. I know the time that we invest into it. I know we sacrifice to come out here and play on Sundays, but not only that, the preparation throughout the weeks, well, coming home late, getting up early, doing all those things. And if you want something bad enough, you have to be able to sacrifice some things for it and, you know, work for it. So, you know, I don't think um, when you put the type of work in that we put in and when you invest what you invest into it, you know, you, you go out there, and you, you know, you just want to execute at a high level. You want to kind of collect the check. You want to let all the work show. You know, and I think that's just what we're doing as a football team. God, I, I love like him, to, man. I would like to say this, and I think you're going to join me. That right there, what you just heard, that's my favorite Eagle quarterback of all time. Right there. And his third year. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because hmm. I watch him play now and passes. That They dropped three balls in the first half. Just about every pass he threw was Fantastic. Remember the one he threw to oh. AJ that AJ ran the wrong route. Yes. AJ acknowledged after oh, yep. he got on me for doing it, but he we can do. we can get we can talk about like that with first each other. First drive, which was perfection. Great third down throw to Devontae. In traffic, puts it right on his hands. Ah, 
what a player he is. And then finally, uh, you know, in order to give you the full picture of what's going on, they were perplexed in the other locker room because uh, it was their home crowd, supposedly, and uh, they got their asses kicked. <laughs> and Brian Dable, who at one point was being considered for the coach of the year, uh, had this to say about what the Eagles did to his team. Look, guys, losing sucks. Um, you put a lot into it. Um, and, look, we got beat. I mean, there's no, there's no other way to talk about it. We got beat in every area. Um, they're a good football team. All right, so there's only one way to truly savor that victory, and that is to bring on a representative of the losers, and in <gasps> fact, a loser himself, Adrian the Giants fan. <laughs> Let's see how much he's cackling today. Oh, no. Hi, Adrian. Uncle Angelo, I take my hat off to you guys, man. I mean, y'all got a hell of a quarterback, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Did you expect to get throttled that badly in your own building, Adrian? No, nah, I really didn't. I, I thought it was going to be a little, a lot closer. Um, I'm telling you, man, Jalen Hurts, man, y'all got, y'all got, y'all got one name, man. I'm telling you, man. I mean, y'all, y'all play. Y'all, I mean, what can you say? I mean, y'all the best in the league. Y'all 12 and one. Uh, everybody, y'all put in front of y'all. Y'all, y'all pretty much beat. Uh, hey, it might be four to two now. That's how it looks. Yeah, he's, he's, he's already anticipating. Hey, another Eagles Super Bowl. I got to tell you, Adrian, you're, you sound exactly like my son after the game. He's a Giants fan. Anyway, look, I've known for a few weeks you guys were the best team, and you showed that again yesterday. Adrian, you know, here's the thing. You're a huge Sixer fan, and, and Embiid put up 53 last night. Who's the biggest star in Philadelphia right now, Embiid or Hurts? Hurts without a doubt. Yeah, it is. He's a leader. I mean, he's a leader. Oh. I, mean, I mean, Embiid is not a leader. Hurts is a yeah. leader. I mean, this guy. That's true. This guy's awesome, man. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all, hey, look, y'all got, hey, look, Angelo. Yeah. I called win, lose, or draw. You did, and I want to give I you mean, credit. I, I, I don't want to. You're I don't not like. Look, I want you to say you are not like that little cockroach Lamont, the Cowboy <laughs> fan. Adrian, <laughs> after his team loses, I don't hear for for two weeks. All right, uh, so he'll probably call it because they pulled the game out. I'm glad the Cowboys won so we can kick their ass in two weeks on Christmas Eve. Beautiful. We'll I, sing I, Deck the what. Halls <laughs> with Bowser's <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> now I sound like Adrian. Adrian, thank you for uh, fessing up. I appreciate it. Let's get Bernadette up here next from Tabernacle. Hi, Bernie. E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> Eagle! All right, you sound like you're still watching the game, Bernadette. What was it like for you yesterday? It was exhilarating. Yeah. But then it Very great? enthusiastic. I, I got to be honest with you, Ria. With about four minutes to go, I checked the Red Zone channel. So did I. You know, I got to tell you why. <laughs> it was almost too easy, Bernadette. It was not even a contest. The Eagles are so much better than the Giants. It's laughable. Uh, the, the, the Eagles are the best in the NFC East, man. No, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. They're the best in the NFL. That's what yesterday showed. NFL, Bernie. NFL. Bernie, they're not the NFC East. Uh, absolutely. celebrating. NFL. You understand? NFL. That's what I meant to say, Ant. NFL. <laughs> All right, and that's why, Bernie, that thank you for the call. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope it's not too early to do this, but I want, ladies and gentlemen, I demand Right here on this show at 614 on the day after the 12th victory, a heartfelt apology by ESPN for the idiocy 
they inflicted upon our fan base last week, suggesting that a group of computer nerds in some little corner in Bristol, Connecticut, decided to look into computers, garbage in, garbage out, and indicate that the Cowboys were 50-50 to go all the way to the Super Bowl. Barrett Brooks, was that not an appalling thing to say during our miracle season? I mean, they beat an Indianapolis team that gave up in the fourth quarter. They had turnover upon turnovers in the fourth quarter, so that makes them better than us. I mean, watch the game. You know, look at what you're seeing. We have the best quarterback right now that's playing in the NFL. You know, you talk about MVP, there's no question right now. Who else can play at the level that, you know, hurts? And then I heard something. Somebody said something like, all right, if you take Daniel Jones and put him in our offense behind our offensive line, he no. could do the same thing? No. Hell no. There's no, no. way. No right, way. Listen to me, Bat Brooks, do you also seek an apology from ESPN? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. It. John Johnson, would you like uh, a – and I would like it in prime time. Oh, that would be even maybe, better. Maybe a special. <laughs> you know what this? You know what they're going to do, right? What are they going to do? They're going to spin that Cowboys disastrous win oh, into no. well. Every team has games like that. They they're not better than the Eagles. We played them straight up. I agree. They're not better. Ria, do you demand an apology from Greenberg, especially? Yeah, Greenberg, you pretty <laughs> pretty boy punk. <laughs> Does one Two actually one be a pretty boy punk? I don't know. I, I just <laughs> I get swept up. 215-592-9494. Call in, please. And if anybody has something you want to bitch about, I would like to do it because I have to do four hours today. I've never done four hours after a game with no bitches. I got to have something. Uh, thank God Johnson's here. I got a bitch for you. <laughs> to, not yet. Oh, all right. Calm down. <laughs> Two one. All right, 623 is the time. Ava Graham is in the house here to give us our first of two questions a day. What do we got here? Well, it's brought to you by Armin <laughs> Chevrolet. A minor fender bender or major accident, Armin Chevrolet's Collision Center will make it right. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. ESPN sees the Cowboys as a bigger threat to make the Super Bowl than the Eagles. Do you agree? Yes or no? No. Barrett Brooks. Hell no. Come on. Hell no. Hell no is not an option. It's just no. Uh, uh, Johnson? No. Rhea? <laughs> no. Ava Graham? No. See, now the chuckle in Rhea's voice indicated it's a silly question, but yes. I do it for a reason. I have never once in my entire time of doing these internet polls received a unanimous vote. This is our opportunity because nobody, even players on the Cowboys, think that they have a better chance that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. If you polled with death as an option, in other words, if you lie, if we find out you're lying, we kill you. How many Cowboys would say they have a better chance than the Eagles? Not many. Just the dumbest ones. And there are quite a few of those. But I'm telling you right now, this is our opportunity, Philadelphia, for the first time in internet poll history. To have a unanimous vote. Please vote often and vote hard. The correct answer is no. Now, I want to do just, I I got Rocco for the Dirty 30 coming up. Because Rocco went to the Meadowlands yesterday. And as I was watching it, and it was wet. It was a cold, wet. Barrett was just telling me what it's like to play in a game like that. You love it as an officer line. You don't mind it. But you have attended games. In stands and not liked it nearly as much, right? It's fine when you're mucking it out of the field, but not in the stands. 
I I don't see how fans go to oh. games in wintertime and in the summertime. I went to extremes. I don't like sitting there in rain that's cold, number one. Oh. And then in the summertime, I don't like sitting there baking when it's hot in the summertime. I, 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 that's I've only been to two. I've been retired since 07. I know. But anyway, I got an 82-inch screen, high def. So I could see the droplets coming down, right? They were, they were, and there were a lot. They were clinging to <laughs> Nick Sirianni's knit hat, right? I could see that. <laughs> and I was watching it, and I was going, you know what? There's no way I would have ever gone to this. If you'd have told me ahead of time, the Eagles will rap in maybe their finest overall performance of the year, I would have said, that's okay, I'll stay home anyway. I would not. To do that is mind-boggling. And that, and Johnson, you found this. This was, where did you get this tape as Hertz is leaving uh, the stadium? A brilliant cameraman for the NFL. Oh, oh, it's Hertz is walking out after the victory. And I do not, I cannot give you a number of how many Eagle fans are at that game. But it was enormous, yes. and you could tell by this chant. Listen. That's in their stadium. That's 100 miles away in a rainstorm. <laughs> and we had that many people, and one of those people is out of line with us right now, a hero to me, Rocco from the Dirty Thirty. Rock, you went. Yes, sir. As you could tell, my voice, wow. we, sang, we sang that fight song a lot. <laughs> All right, so, Rock, what were the conditions like? How bad was it during the game? It wasn't bad at all. Uh, the rain didn't really start coming down till like, halftime. And before that, it was... It, I mean, it was cloudy. You could see something was going to come, but it wasn't that bad at all. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, Jacksonville was way worse. Jacksonville, because wow. it was un- unexpected cold and it was raining hard. But it was like kind of like a drizzle and then a slight rain. I On the replay, like you were saying, watching on HD, yeah. it, it looked a lot worse than ah. actually being there. I all mean, right, it, it still, really was All right, bad. Rock, were you still there for that MVP chant? Uh, yeah, we stayed. I, well, it was funny. When it was 48, <laughs> we were like, all right, let's start heading. Cause we, we went with uh, fans of Philly. Now, three busloads from the Novacare complex uh, went up together. And we stayed, uh, actually it was 42. And we were listening to the FAN uh, 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 broadcast. And uh, Carl Banks, I guess, is the equivalent to Mike Quick. Uh, yeah. with their station, and he was saying, well, this is what Giants fans have to look forward to. Uh, they're just starting their rebuild where the Eagles are there. And I'm like, I'm saying, wait a minute, their quarterback is in his fourth year going into his fifth season. Ours is only a second-year starter. How could you even make that comparison? Because, Barry, you'll contest to this, that all rebuilds start with the quarterback. Hey, Rock, not to interrupt <laughs> you. All I asked you is whether you were chanting MVP. I didn't need a whole story. Just well, there were you chanting so at the end of the absolutely, game? Absolutely, absolutely. When he made that touchdown run, it was overwhelming across the stadium. Yeah. Well, give it me was, a guess. How many? How many thousands would you guess, Rock? Uh, would they hold eighty thousand at that stadium? Yeah, like thirty percent. I, I would say at least eighteen thousand. Wow. For uh, Eagles fans, easy. But there was a lot of empty seats. Was anybody was bitching because of the weather? Because, see, if I did go, 
I would have ruined it for the rest of the people because I would have said, I'm cold, I'm wet, I don't like this, hurry up, that kind of thing. Were there nobody, a lot of people nobody, doing that? No, nobody complained about the weather. We were all just so happy they didn't flex the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, you're right, Rock. That would have been awful because it's still wet out now. That would have been awful that night. Oh. Yeah, I, I probably would have been rolling in like about four, four hours ago if it was flex. So right, it, listen, Rock, as somebody who was there, I need an eagle cheer right now. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Rocco from the Dirty Third. Was that beautiful? Let us turn now to another person from the Dirty 30, our leader. Jason is here. Hi, Jason. (laughs) Jason, are you happy? Oh, what a beautiful morning. (laughs) Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a wonderful feeling. Everything's going our way. It's beautiful. Jason, I need that after every win. It, it, it's kind of like a good luck charm now. Now, Angelo, listen. Yeah. Why did you put me in front of... Why did you put... Sorry, Adrian, in front of me? What? I'm sure that we caught at the same time. No, you actually are exactly where you are on the board, Jason. You were actually on mm-hmm. fourth call... What, what, you know he's dissing me? Well, I mean, you could you put a Giants caller on Jason, first. Jason, I put Adrian on so you could have a laugh, but he did call ahead of you. That's okay. Listen, yep. listen, okay? Last, yesterday's game was absolutely amazing, okay? We took over the Meadowlands, all right? It was, it was just breath. Taking, listening to the diehard Eagles fans, okay? Yes. And and they have, and the Chinese fans have nothing to say, nothing to say. You know, Adrian called last week, and he was making fun of me and everything. You know what? Shut your mouth, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> shut <laughs> your Hold mouth. Hold on. Jason, while you're at it, would you tell the ESPN people to shut their mouths too because they were wrong that the Cowboys have a better chance to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Shut your mouth, ESPN. We all know who the, who the best of the NFL is. <laughs> we're going to the Super Bowl. Please believe it. Please believe uh, it. Jason's happy. Jason, give me a cheer. Give me a cheer. Here we go. You ready? Yep. E-A-T-L-E-S. Eagles. I love it. Jason uh, was in a very big medical crisis a year or so ago and listen to him now. Couldn't be happier. That's what a great Eagles team does for people. No, and, and he's right. That the Eagles, here's how lopsided the whole league is. The Eagles have one loss in 13 games. No team has two losses. None. Three losses is next. The Vikings lost yesterday. They got three. Thanks to Jalen Rager. Thanks to Jalen. Oh, you can't wait to get oh Rager. Oh, my God. Let me try to explain you. Johnson here, when he can't bitch about his own teams, finds other things. Oh, it's wonderful. And he's got some. And Jalen Rager made an unfortunate prediction. <laughs> and we we will get to that, but let me get Dave to say. Uh, let me get Eagle Shirley up and then Dave. Hi, Cheryl. 
Good morning, family and friends. Hey, back. Good right, morning. Now, Cheryl, I'm getting close to a break here. Do you want to wait until after Elliot Shaw Parks? Do you want to say what you want to say now? Uh, let me say, because I got I got to go right. to physical therapy soon. Okay. You know what? Real quick, that game, Barrick, as a football player, last year when we played them in December, it was not – that first half was horrible. To this year, today, yesterday, Jayla Hurston, you know what? I'm going to erase everything that I did last December, and I'm going to show y'all who's the king, who's the number one quarterback, and I'm going to show y'all my, my team, my squad, offense. Let me tell you something, baby. Defense – Special teams, they put that thing down. And Coach Sirianni, I love my babies. I so, I have so much more to say, but I'm not going to say it, Angelo. I, got I just you, need to call early. Sure, I, I just want to know, did you hurt your foot jumping around yesterday? I did not jump around. I was on the couch. I had my leg up. Listen, I'm being smart. I want to live beyond the East right, Wait, wait, wait. wait. When, that, when that play, Devontae made that catch, the, the safety came over and missed it, and he waltzed it. To, you must have at least bobbed up and down on the couch. I was doing that a whole lot. I was doing that a whole lot. She was oh, bobbing all day, yes. Rhea. She was bobbing up and down. <laughs> all day. Cheryl, yes, I was. Give it to me, Cheryl. I got you, babies. Hey, hey. Love it, Cheryl. Thank you. I do not see how there's any way we will maintain this energy level for the remainder of the show. But we <laughs> must try. Because I can say this. I am pleasantly surprised so far by how many people are calling in to express joy and not worried about anything to bitch about. Maybe we don't need anything. Maybe I was wrong, Barrett. Maybe, like, after the post-game show was highly pro- positive, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. It is what it is, man. You, yeah, it's you hard enjoyed to complain, it, right? Yeah. You it's enjoyed hard to complain it. about something what, as lopsided as that was. Michael Barkhead, that's why it's going to be fun at 9 o'clock when Seth Joyner gets here. Because <laughs> I like the dynamic of you and Seth, because you work with him. He's always bitching about something. Oh, I was, uh, I, he's half empty. I'm half full. He's half empty. <laughs> He's half empty. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll go to our football guy. We come back. Elliot Shaw Parks. I got Dave, Zachary, Levert, Jeff, Mike, Rob. You guys are coming up. Six forty one. Are you happy yet, Philadelphia? What a season. Twelve and one. The last time they did this, it wasn't as good because Reed was the coach and McNabb was the quarterback, and we didn't like either one. Jeez. Oh, or I didn't. <laughs> wow. I think mean, it was you. Right, at least it was me. I, I didn't anyway. But on the line with us right now to analyze what we witnessed yesterday, a man who was up there himself, our own, Elliot Shore Parks. Hi, Elliot. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, Elliot, I'm running into a little bit of a problem just because I always like to have something to complain about. Could you <laughs> give me something to complain about for the rest of the show? <laughs> With this team, Angelo, I'm not even sure I can think of a single thing. I mean, oh. I guess the pump block yesterday, maybe the special teams are yeah. still a problem. But if you're going to score at that rate and you're never going to give up points, going to be hard for even the special teams to be the reason you lose. All right, but they did kind of harp on what ESPN said last week. They used that, didn't they? Because coming off the field, Brandon Graham is going bleep them and that they clearly were carrying some grudge about that. They used that, didn't yeah. they, Elliot? Yeah, this is very much a team. They won't say it publicly, uh, but this is very much a team that holds grudges and remembers things. I mean, Jalen said yesterday 
which was really rare for him at the podium. He said he carries his scars with him. He never forgets. He doesn't value the opinion of sheep. Like, this is definitely a team that is motivated by that. And it makes sense when you think about it. Sirianni's a head coach that when he came out and he was first hired, his initial press conference was mocked by, you know, pretty much everyone in the league. Jalen Hurts has been told repeatedly he couldn't be the guy. Brandon Graham, you just mentioned, he's coming off a torn Achilles. So, this is very much a team, despite the fact that they do have some Super Bowl winners on their roster, they are motivated by being, you know, underdogs, even though they'll probably never be an underdog uh, again this season. No, that was a cool thing that Hurt said. Here's another one where he just uh, – I honestly think, Elliot, more and more, the more I watch a team play, the more I see the personality of Jalen Hurts permeating the entire locker room. Here's where he's talking about focus. I carry my scars on me everywhere I go. Um, I don't forget – do I waste my energy worrying about the pain of someone else, the uh, pain of a sheep? Um, no. But um, I, I truly invest my focus in me getting getting better as a team, uh, getting better as a player, excuse me, getting better as a quarterback, um, and doing the things I need to do for my team. So everybody in their opinion don't deposit at the bank. I just, you know, I just literally, I just try and stay true to myself, stay true to my teammates, and um, just, just chase that growth alongside with them. He's not overwhelmed by what's going on. He seems right in the – tell me, have you ever encountered an athlete like this guy? You know, there was a point in the game yesterday, uh, I think it was a third and ninth throw, where he had a really perfect pass to Quez. And I thought to myself, we might be watching literally the perfect quarterback for today's NFL. And I think it's not just the game. It's the personality as well. I mean – just watching him throughout the week, I always find it so fascinating how he'll say something after the game on Sunday or you know at his press conference on Wednesday, and then you start to hear players on the team say it in their individual press conferences throughout the week. So they clearly take their you know kind of uh, motto of the week to, for a certain extent from him. I think him and Sirianni complement each other perfectly. But I'll go back to the underdog thing. I mean, you know, people love the 2017 Eagles for for the underdog thing. Hertz is that. Hertz is the guy that, despite having an excellent resume, people have never believed in. He is the one that's kind of constantly been told he's not good enough. He even said yesterday, you know, he said something like, I was told I couldn't throw the deep ball, let alone throw, throw five yards. He's going to be the, the NFL MVP in a few weeks, right? So I just think his attitude really does fuel this team, and they really, really listen to him. I mean, they really view this guy as a leader. And he is. You could see just the way he talks and the way he conducts himself. He wasn't even – all his uh, teammates were kind of having fun on the live line, he, on the uh, sideline. He wasn't. He was still focused. Here's what I want to know. How the hell is Mahomes in the national media scene as a bigger uh, MVP candidate than Jalen Hurts? How? Not after yesterday. How? <laughs> well, when, when you make a no-look pass like that, I can see why you at least were making yeah. a conversation. Yeah, but, but at this point, I, I do think it's Jalen. I do. I mean, I think, A, to a certain extent, he's probably outplayed Mahomes this year. I mean, the, the lack of turnovers, uh, what he does on the ground. I know Mahomes can make some pretty amazing throws, obviously, but there's, there's more to it than that, right? And Jalen's proving that this year and, and kind of changing the quarterback position to a certain extent. So Mahomes is in it, but at this point, the, the award is Jalen's to lose. And with Chicago coming up and then Dallas, like there's a chance he could have this thing wrapped up in, in two weeks. All right, on defense, there's a lot you could say. They they uh, they still do kind of frustrate me a little bit, but they shouldn't. They're 12-1. It's my problem, not theirs. Here's what I want to know. How the hell is Brandon Graham playing, having one of his best seasons at 34 coming off Achilles surgery? How did that yeah. happen? He had three sacks yesterday. How? 
Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I remember uh, this at training camp, he was talking about how he kind of felt in the best shape of his life because he did get a full year off. And, you know, you look at that and go, well, yeah, Brandon, but it's because you tore your Achilles. So that's going to be pretty hard to come off of. But not a lot of players at his age get that full, pretty much full season of rest. So he's been, he's been you know, a huge success uh, this season. So I think coming into the year, considering he was coming off the AC, uh, the torn Achilles, that you would expect almost nothing from him. Instead, he might get his first double-digit sack uh, season of his career. And what's really impressive, too, and Graham is kind of the poster for this, the depth this defensive line has. I mean, they're up huge yesterday, and Brandon Graham's still in because he's kind of the third or fourth defensive end on this roster, and they could end the year with four players with double-digit sacks when you look at Hassan Reddick, uh, Hargrave, Sweat, and then Graham. So Graham has been a huge, uh, obviously a huge bonus for this team, but it just speaks to the depth that they have at the edge that someone like him can go you know kind of unnoticed when he's having what could end up being the best season of his career fewer snaps more production that's what that's what's going on here i I gotta here's the thing i'm trying to look at this and figure out was it actually better that the cowboys pulled that game out yesterday to keep some drama going for christmas eve what do you think no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think that if you're the Eagles, you wanted them to lose that game. The Christmas Eve game, the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. I don't think there's any debate about that. They're better on defense. They're better on offense. They have a way better head coach. They have a better quarterback. They're the better team. But that is a tough spot to go into. And I think yesterday was a good reminder of the fact that as dominant as this team is, and as much as I do think they're going to be the number one seed, it is a razor-thin margin right now, right? I mean, if, you know, they slip up no. even once, and if that game is in Dallas... No, it's they, not. They How is it razor-thin with your two games ahead? That's not razor-thin. Razor-thin is you're leading by a tiebreaker. And one of those games is One of those games is in Dallas. Look, I think they're going to get the one seed, but if you would have told me before the year... They'd be twelve and one and still have a chance. Maybe not even uh, win the division oh, this late in the year. Yeah, you I just sound you like crazy. a wuss. Alan, Why are you yelling Bar- at him? Bar Brooks yell at him. I mean, there's nothing well, to yell they, about. It, he knows the eye test. They passed the eye test. They passed there's the eye test. Dallas is nowhere near the capabilities of, of, of being a championship team when it comes to the Eagles. And I mean, we understand yeah, any given Sunday, but you have to look at player for player. The Eagles are the superior team. It used to be that Dak was the equalizer. He was better than, than, than you know, Hurts. Now it's significantly different between the quarterbacks. The Eagles have a much better guy running this team at the quarterback position. Beautiful. Yeah, the Eagles are a better team. I agree with that. But you know what? If they lose in Dallas, and you just said it, All right, that's can it. happen. That's it, Parks. You're ruining my morning. I'm letting you go now. You wanted something to be mad about. No, I I made him. (laughs) All right, Elliot, get out of here. Elliot Sharpark. You know, here's the thing. It's disappointing. I I am picturing myself with seven fish and a guppy, all right? The seven fish are what I'll eat on Christmas Eve, and the guppy are the cowboys. And a guppy will get swallowed up by a shark. I want Christmas Eve to be perfect, and I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to risk the sadness if somehow the Cowboys were to win that game. Stop. For the possibility, what Barrett said, the better teams are team. Start to finish. Across the board. I need to win on Christmas Eve and then bask. It, yeah, I mean that's it, a bask time. <laughs> it, it, it just goes with it goes with what should happen this year. Right, the Eagles should win, sweep the sweep the Dallas Cowboys. We've got swept what the last Thank three or four you. years. We yeah. should sweep them.
Thank you. See, Barrett and I, we're men's men. <laughs> we don't back off a challenge. Elliot Bucks came across kind of wimpy. That, was, didn't that he, was very cowardly. Yeah. That was cowardly. <laughs> That's why I bring out another man's man from Hamilton, my man, Simon John. Hi, Johnny. Good morning. What a, that's probably the best performance of Sirianni hurts, obviously. They just keep – we've played throughout the whole year. Until the last two weeks, everybody said, well, we haven't put a game together, haven't put a game together. And the last two weeks, yep. we're peaking at the right time. I mean, that was dominating. The Giants, I'm the most nervous fan as there could be. I mean, it's 21 nothing, and I'm like, relax. There's a whole game to go I, until the final buzzer. And yesterday, you're looking at the Giants players – they looked awestruck in the beginning of that game. Yeah. I was in shock. They knew they were overmatched, John. They knew it right away. They knew it. It was crazy. They, they made the uh, after the game. Barkley, Saquon Barkley is a really good player, right? I would love to have a Saquon. Barkley. Well, he didn't look the same yesterday. Listen, listen to what he said. Um, yeah, I mean, got a point. We got our ass whipped, John. They knew it. They knew they weren't as good as the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. I'll tell you, the defense. Two lines are just the foundation. Our offensive line is maybe one of the best ever, you could say. Isn't that I mean, something? they're in the top ten of history. I'm telling you, you can say it. That's right. how good they are. Let me it's tell you. It's amazing what they do. He I, goes back I, to passes I, like a scrimmage. All right, John, I got a stat that's going to blow your mind. It's, it's in the calm this morning, Peter King, football morning in America. And uh, it's about what that offensive line is doing. They have what they call next-gen stats. And he said this is jaw-dropping. In run blocking, in yesterday's game, the Eagles gained 156 rushing yards before contact, which is unprecedented. And it was the second most, uh, actually, uh, it was the most this season. The second most was two weeks ago. Eagles against the Packers, they had 155 before contact. Bart Brooks, how amazing is that? And you'll just to put it into perspective, Wink yep. Martindale, the defensive coordinator, likes to load the box up, send the blitz, make you make decisions faster as a quarterback so, you know, he can put a little pressure on you. So that means we have more people in the box, and they were able to hand the ball off and him still not get touched until the second level. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how right. good – blocking this offensive line is and tight ends and running backs understanding that they can take advantage of that offensive line playing the way they're playing. John, this is the, the best Eagles team I can remember. It's, it's the best team in my lifetime, and I'm gone 55 years. I think two things I loved yesterday. We talked about the number one seed. Brandon Graham and Slay both commented after the game about how important it is that they want that week off. They want to be the number one seed. So that is encouraging. And you guys were just talking about Brandon Graham. Probably here's a guy that has gone through the entire thing of Philadelphia and what it is to play in Philly and deal with the fans. He came in, if you guys remember, as a wasted pick. He was a top pick. And we're like, this guy can't get near the quarterback. He's another Mamula. And if you listen to this guy, every time he talks, he embraces the fans, says the right things, understands the fans, has lived through all that, overcame it, and has probably become one of the top picks in Eagles history. It's just amazing. Shout out to him. Great, great player. What a great year. What a great team. John, as always, I think you're inspiring people by doing these setups before every game. We'll talk to you again Friday, if not before. Thank you, my friend. I- Ange, I'll tell you, what Elliot said really disappointed me. 
Well, but, 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 but here's the, he's always worried about something. People have to put this in context, what happened yesterday. Yeah. As important as it was for the Eagles to continue to have that number one seed, for the Giants, this game is everything. 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 And the Eagles made it seem so effortless, it completely demoralized the, the Giants roster and coaching staff to where you heard comments like what Saquon Barkley just did. Yeah. The Eagles could have scored 60 points in this Easy. game if they wanted to. So, so they just demonstrate. All they're doing every week is demonstrating they're the best team, and then during the week they hear they're not. Right. right. <laughs> they, uh, Sundays, that's their best day because that's the day they get to play and prove they're the best. And then the rest of the week, all these morons tell them they're not. And you know what? They use that, and then they win the next game. Yeah. And uh, they will be at Chicago next Sunday, and then they will be thirteen and one. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. If we come back, it's time for us to examine. An extraordinary season by Miles Sanders that Rhea and I feel should be even better than this. (laughs) 